Trending now. Counties in the Upper Cumberland are in the middle of adopting budgets. Good morning. This has been Rogers. A few counties have already passed the fiscal year 2019-2020 budget. Today, I welcome two of those counties. With me is Overton County Executive Ben Danner and White County Executive Denny Wayne Robertson. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, man. I'm very excited y'all are here. I've got to work with you both for uh, well more than four years as county commissioners, and we'll we'll discuss previously your your life in county government before you became county executive of your counties. Uh, but I enjoy working with you both. Y'all do a great job, and I wanted to have you on so our listeners are educated about White and Overton County and what you do and your role, and, and especially the budget process as well, because we're in July, and we're full steam ahead with budgets. Fortunately, y'all were able to pass your budgets. Both of them passed just uh, last week or week before. Yeah, great. And we want to discuss that process with you and how your budget ended up working out. But first – what what got you into county government, Ben? Well, you know, I worked at Advance Auto Parts for 10 years before I got elected, and I seen we'd bid a lot of things for the county. In the county, it was kind of the good old boy system, I guess you'd call it, and they weren't trying to save the taxpayers any money. And I ran for county commission when I was 21 years old and uh, lost by 21 votes and, you know, didn't really get out and work as hard as I should have. And I said, if I ever run again, I'm going to get out and outwork everybody. And I got elected three times for that. But, you know, I just thought that there was a better way to do things. And uh, and so far, I mean, <clears throat> everything with the county's work, all the county officials are working together. And, you know, it, we didn't have that in the past. When I first went on the commission, I mean, we'd go to the first county court meeting. I said we went to a fight and a county court meeting broke out because two of the commissioners got in a fight. And I thought, Lord, what have I got into here? But <laughs> – <laughs> but they didn't fight. They sat down. And, uh, but, you know, we've since I've been county executive, the county commissions worked together and really got along, and all the officials have, and that's the way it should work in all the counties. And so far in Overton County, knock on press board, that's uh, working out right now. So, so you were county commissioner 12 years. So 12 years. three and, terms. Uh, then I, this is my second term as county executive. And uh, my dad was county commissioner, and my grandpa on both sides were county commissioners. And, uh, my dad had his name on the courthouse, so I thought, well, I've got to do something to get my name on a building somewhere. So uh, <laughs> my name's on the library, and we're getting ready to build a new county building, so maybe my name will be on that too. But uh, now that's uh, <clears throat> part of it. But, uh, you know, my dad was on the beer board back in the 70s, and uh, I was on the beer board, and my grandpa was on it. And uh, a lot of things have changed, but a lot of things are the same as what went on back then. But, uh, of course, we've got a lot more revenue to deal with and a lot more budgeting problems now i guess than they had in the past but uh. well other than our names uh ben we have another thing in common because one of the reasons i got into county government uh, other than working for the county technical assistance service was my uncle bill and i know both of y'all uh knew him in some capacity and so it's kind of a family thing with me as well so that's uh i appreciate that and respect that denny wayne what made you decide to uh, become a commissioner before you became a county mayor county executive well i don't have quite the uh elaborate story that Ben has. There was no fights involved. <laughs> but uh, uh, basically, I just wasn't happy with, I thought, the way the county was, was going. And uh, instead of just being out there and just complaining about it, decided to try to you know do something about it. And that's what got me involved in the whole process. Good deal. So it's 2014. Both of y'all came in as county executives elected, and both races were contested. Uh, so you had an opponent. Correct. And that worked out obviously really well. You ran for re-election uh, last year, 2018. Uh, ben, did you have an opponent? No, I did not. Denny Wayne, did you have an opponent? I had an opponent, yes. So, obviously, you're here. That worked out well. And I mentioned that because it is a process, and it's uh, part, part of your time spent is 
talking to people and networking with people and making them understand that or helping them understand what you do and, and what you can do for the county and big part of that's working with other officials so i wanted people to know that your first term as county mayor in 2014 came with experience as a county commissioner and county commissions their sole responsibility is passing the budget and uh setting policies and procedures for for certain things in the county for personnel and that's really that limits kind of their responsibility uh as far as the legislative body and, and really everything else is run through those county elected offices where they have the their control over their department. They get to hire and fire who they want to. And then they, like you as county executives, you're working with economic and community development. And, and we'll discuss some of that later. And you're working to bring in jobs and, and support the citizens with economic development. So it's a big deal what you do. We appreciate that. Uh, we, we're trending this morning. I'm Ben Rogers discussing the new fiscal year budgets with Oldham County Executive Ben Danner and White County Executive Denny Wayne Robinson. You passed your budget uh, last week, I believe, and let's talk about how that process went. Was there a tax increase in Overton County, Ben? No, we've not had a tax increase since 2015. Uh, We've been, of course, all in White County, I'm sure, is the same way. We're fortunate that a lot of the jobs that have come to Putnam County have helped us out, too, because we've you know, we've got a lot of people moving to the south end of Overton County, and we've we've got about 200 new houses going up right now. We've had a housing boom. We've never had this many new houses, which has increased our tax penny the quite a bit. And um, so we've you know we've got a lot of sales tax coming in from some of the new companies we've got. So you know we didn't have to look at raising taxes. Of course, we get more sales tax in, then we got some jail revenues down on prisoner board. So. That's the way with all the counties. You get revenue from one part, and then a state or some other federal cuts something, and you bring in less there. So, you know, if we didn't have the sales tax growth that we'd had, we may have had to look at raising property taxes, which none of us want to. You know, when I got elected to the county commission, I promised everybody I would never vote to raise taxes. And I seen real quick when I got on the budget committee that I'd made a mistake by saying that, promising something that, you know, I mean, it sounds good to everybody that, hey, you're never going to raise taxes, but. You know, when you call 911, you want somebody that's skilled to be a paramedic to come out, and you call the sheriff's department and, you know, need them. You want somebody skilled, but, you know, you got to be able to afford to pay that. And that's what we fight every day, all of us do. You know, everybody wants all those services, but nobody wants to be able to have to pay taxes to do it, but that's the only way we can do that. But when, like I said, when you call and you get somebody skilled, because we have both our counties, have a hard time keeping people. I mean, they can come to Putnam County or on, and then Putnam County has a problem keeping people. They go to Nashville to work, and it's hard for us to compete. But, um, you know, the people we've got, uh, the ambulance service and the sheriff's department, I mean, they're not working for the pay or they wouldn't be there. I mean, they're working to help people out. And we're lucky we've got a lot of people that's from our county that decided to stay there and be paramedics and EMTs and deputies. And, uh, but, you know, it's kind of worrisome, you know, some of the pay in other counties. It's, you know, it's going to be hard in the future when people get out of, when these kids get out of TCAT or Ball State and they're, you know, for a paramedic or EMT, they see all this money that Nashville and some of these places are paying. It's going to be hard for us to keep those people in Oakland County. How much did your sales tax increase from fiscal year 18 to fiscal year 19? Well, right now, of course, we done a, you know, we go to a lot of conferences and, you know, one good thing about going to these conferences, and I've told these new mayors it's just went in, you know, you meet these other county mayors that's been in there, and there's a lot of good content at the conference, but you meet these other mayors and look and see what they're doing. 
Uh, Larry Waters, uh, Severe County Mayors, but he's in his eleventh term. I mean, he's like a hundred, I think. But uh, <laughs> no, he's he was the youngest ever to get elected, and he's the longest serving one. So, uh, of course, Gatlinburg's booming. But you know, he told me about a sales tax audit they done one time, and I talked to Denny Wayne about it, and he'd done one too. And I contacted those people, and they come out. Of course, you know, if you don't find anything, it don't cost anything. And we got about two hundred sixty thousand dollars in one big lump sum. But going forward, our sales tax has been booming. Right now, this year, we're looking at probably going to we're going to be double the sales tax we were two years ago. I mean, we you know, of course, these numbers you know for different counties are different. But we had never had a hundred thousand dollars sales tax month ever. We looked back. I mean, we've never had one. Since we've done that sales tax audit, we've had them every single month. And so far, last year was our first million-dollar sales tax year. And through four months this year, of course, the state's behind a couple months on the sales tax. We're about 250000 ahead of last year's, and last year was the biggest year ever. So we've got Country Farm and Home coming in, and we've got Fitzgerald Trucking. It's doing a lot of things there, and the, the housing boom's helping that too. But uh, never would imagine we'd have the sales tax that we've got coming in, but you know, if, if we hadn't had that, I mean, we would have probably had to look at raising taxes this time because some of the state revenues were down. But uh, <clears throat> but the sales tax, I mean, I know a lot of counties, like Putnam County, has a whole lot more sales tax than we got going. We've got a whole lot more population. And that's another thing, too, about going to these conferences. You know, we think we've got problems. The Williamson County, they can't build enough new schools, and they've added a $25,000 fee on new houses to try to slow it down, and they had more houses built than they ever had. So, I mean, at least we don't have that. But me and Dale Reagan, the Clay County Mayor, we're talking about every county has the same problem. Some have a lot more zeros on the end of them than what we've got. But uh, right. But if you got revenue coming in, you've got expenditures and infrastructure and everything like that going. But, uh, but you, the, And you and I actually talked about the sales tax audit, and you discovered that some sales tax in Overton County was actually filtering into Putnam County as far as the state was allocated to Putnam County. And you found a couple that were businesses in the county that we're going back to the city of Livingston. So that's what a sales tax audit does. And it discovers that revenue. Of course, whoever did the audit for you will, will take a fee for their work. And that's, that's the process. And that's how they, they survive, but it's obviously helped over in the County. Oh, it's helped us tremendously. I mean, of course, you know, we try to help Putnam all we can, but you know, I tell everybody we've got a Walmart, but it's in all good. You know I mean? So <laughs> when you go down there, everybody there's from Oden County, but uh, you know, I mean, you know, but we're not. If if we're supposed to be getting the sales tax, we want it. If Putnam County's supposed to get it, when I done that audit, there was three or four places that was going to us that Putnam County is supposed to get. So we, you know, filled out that paperwork yesterday. I filled out something for the hall income tax, and we had one of the city of Franklin that we were getting their tax, but we had three for Coolville that we were getting that we're going to change those out. So, you know, we try to help every now and then. We, can. we appreciate that. <laughs> the approved budget and the services being provided in those budgets in Overton and White Counties is what's trending. We will continue with Overton County Executive Ben Danner and White County Executive Denny Wayne Robinson. White County's budget in the new fiscal year will be approximately $57.5 million, and Overton County's budget is $50 million. Today, we're discussing budgets with Overton County Executive Ben Danner and White County Executive Denny Wayne Robinson. Denny Wayne, was there a tax increase in White County for this last budget? No, we was able to leave the tax rate set the same as it has been since uh, 2015. 15, the same as Overton County, was the last time that we had a, a property tax increase. Well, out of that $57.5 million uh, of expenses approved for the budget in White County, 13.4 is general fund. And how, how much did that increase from last year in the budget? How much did general fund increase? Uh, probably around uh, somewhere around uh, – 
500,000. Okay. So did sales tax revenue increase for y'all from last year to this year? Sales tax increased a little bit. We didn't have a, a – I was listening to Mr. Downer talk there. We didn't have quite hardly as big an increase as they did. But our sales tax runs around a half a million dollars. And the sales tax audit something that, that Ben had mentioned, and White County does that every two years. We've been doing that every two years for, for a while. Uh, you probably need to point out that half of that is I – didn't, I didn't hear Ben whether – was that your total revenue, or was that your half that you? That's get? our half. Okay, that we get. Okay, uh, so I, uh, the four hundred five hundred thousand is our half that we get. Of course, the school system gets the gets the other half. So the school system, by law, is required to get fifty percent. Do they get more than fifty percent? Because some counties actually allocate more than fifty percent of sales tax. In Putnam County, we give them about seventy percent of the sales tax that belongs to the county. What does what does White County do? We, we do the fifty percent. Okay. And what does Overton County do, Ben? We do the 50%. Now, one year we had to do uh, an adjustment to make up the maintenance effort, but uh, we've kind of tried to project it low. You know I mean? One of the problem counties get into, and maybe some of the counties around us have had that problem when they project revenues really high, and then they don't come in, and then you figure a budget off those high revenues, you get in trouble at the end of the year. I mean, we're trying to project revenues conservative, and then if we get more money coming in, we're to the good. But if you budget to spend all this extra money coming in and something happens it don't come in, then you're in trouble. Then you've got no fund balance, and then you got to raise taxes or borrow money. And- exactly. You, you uh, hope for the best and assume the worst. Uh, of course, you have on the sales tax, though, you have the uh, the new law passed for the Internet sales tax. And it's estimated that White County see about 130000 to $40,000 increase next year from that. Of course, we did not – that's all speculation, so we sure. we're not uh, planning on that money being here. But if it comes in, that would be, be sure. great. And Denny Wayne's referring to the new law the Tennessee General Assembly passed, stating that instead of the sales tax automatically filtering into the cities based on Internet sales or Internet purchases, it's actually going to go back to the county or to that location of delivery of that goods or service and that would help the counties. And it looks like you're going to get an increase. Should Everyone should get an increase. We just don't know how much. Well, some counties, some of the bigger counties, there's a couple of them in East Tennessee, like Sevier County, they're going to get a big decrease. Right now, like Amazon and Internet sales is our top sales tax one right now. I, I can't see how it'll bring in any more than it's bringing now. It could. I mean, we may be, I mean, just a lot more. But right now, it's booming. I mean, there's a lot. Of course, everybody's ordering stuff off Amazon. Used to be eBay. Now it's Amazon. But, I mean, that's one of our top ones right now. So, I mean, I guess it could increase, but it's hard for me to see that it'll increase that much. Well, and my, of course, I consult with 13 counties, and what I've told the counties that asked me is I've suggested don't add that to your budget yet. We don't know the number of increase of additional sales tax, and it would be probably not a good budget practice to assume there's going to be a significant increase in that. So I've, I've encouraged those counties just to let that, be what you think it would be normally and if it comes in more then that's a nice surprise for the county and maybe will help uh, reduce taxes or prevent from raising taxes later on we've talked we're talking about local revenues uh, and of course your tax levy in overton county ben is uh at 225 total and the general fund receives a dollar 37 and white county denny wayne uh, the tax rate's two dollars and five cents. Correct. And the general fund, how much does the general fund receive of that tax levy? Uh, it's around a dollar seventy three, dollar seventy eight. Actually, you no know, county general gets a dollar thirty. Dollar thirty. Dollar thirty, okay. and the school system gets seventy four cents of that. Yeah. So, the most of your tax levy and your property tax money is going into general fund and school system. Correct. Uh, and a little bit, you, of course, Overton County fifty seven cents is going into the school system. 
And then you have a little bit in debt service at 11 cents, solid waste at 10, and the highway department receives 10 cents. Does the highway department in White County receive any local tax dollars? No, White County, we don't we don't fund uh, uh, in, none of the property tax goes into uh, highway department. So they're operating basically on gasoline motor fuel tax coming from the state. Yeah, and, and the coverage tax. The, the law two years ago increased that amount and, and, and has shown improvements in highway departments. And the mineral severance tax as well. Mm-hmm. And mineral severance tax, Ben, tell me what mineral severance tax is. Well, of course, what we've got sand, where the sand plant's bringing out sand, and there's so much tax coming off that. But, you know, that just depends on when the sand plant and hanging limbs running. I mean, that's, uh, that's our main one. I mean, of course, oil, I guess, would be that. We don't have, really have that many oil refineries. But used to, we would we would keep the mineral severance tax, and we'd done like White County. We'd give all that to the highway department. But the sand plant Monterey, when it's running, there's quite a bit of you know, it's up and down because sometimes they'll close the plant for a while. And, of course, everybody down here sees the train coming through with sand on it, and that's coming from the sand plant. Of course, there's one in Putnam County, too. But, uh, but you know, I mean, it's, you know, $100,000 some years, just depending on the Depends on activity. Mm-hmm. This is Trending. I'm Ben Rogers discussing the new fiscal year budgets with Ben Danner and Denny Wayne Robinson. Local taxes, there are so many options there that maybe the public don't know about. Mineral service tax is one. Wheel tax is another. I know both counties – uh, have a wheel tax, and it looks like White County, you're at $42. $42. What does that wheel tax fund in White County? Oh, uh, In White County, the wheel tax, is 100% of that goes for uh, employee insurance. It was, can't, we we in, enacted that due to the uh, unfunded mandate of, of health care for employees. Yes. It's, so that happened a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Affordable Care Act, and any entity that has 50 or more employees required to offer health insurance and a lot of those county employees take that offer and so it's got to be funded somehow uh, at least the county portion and the employees will will pay a monthly premium for their portion but white county chose to allocate uh, will tax to fund that and that way it would keep the a little bit of burden off the property taxpayer and 59 counties actually in the state have a will tax so that leaves roughly uh, 36 that don't and there's a will tax also in overton county being what does your will tax in Overton County fund? Well, it goes to the school debt service fund. And, you know, we've, of course, the whole time I've dealt with county government, we've talked, instead of raising property tax, look at the wheel tax. The problem with the wheel tax in Overton County, it was sold back in the 1970s as going to pay for the high school. And they told everybody that they'd done it on the radio and had it in newspapers. They said as soon as the high school was paid for, it would go away. But they wrote it up, and it said as long as the school had a debt service fund, there would be a wheel tax, which the school will always have a debt service fund. So it's kind of a touchy subject with older Overton County people that were lied to to start with about it. But, you know, we've had some people bring up, and, they, you know, it's a really big debate about whether that's the first tax or not. Uh, everybody says, well, you know, only 40% of the people own property. Well, that may be true, but the other 60% are their wives and their kids, most of them. I mean, there are some renters, but everybody's figuring kids and people that don't own property in on the equation. And when, you know, we looked at when we raised property taxes, if we'd have raised the wheel tax, most people's got three or four cars. I mean, most people, their property taxes went up 40 or $50, but the wheel tax would have went up 150 for four cars. So, you know, it's not really... You know, there's 22,000 people in Overton County, but we've got 9,000 residences. So, I mean, yeah, it looks like there's not that many that that own property, but most of them's living on the property with the person that owns it. So, I mean, that you know, there's 1,000 rentals. So out of 9,000, 8,000 of them are the people that live there and own them. 
So, uh, you know, I mean, that's we brought that up before when we talked about, which we brought it up in the, on the ballot about raising the sales tax. We're at uh, 9.5, and Putnam's 9.75. I don't know where what. White County's 9.25, and, and we may want to talk on that. We're going through that same issue. Right well, now, we brought that up on the ballot, and it failed miserably. I mean, it failed like 90-something percent to nothing hardly. But, you know, that's the fair, that would be the first tax. I mean, people coming in from somewhere else will be paying that. But, you know, that's the that's the problem we have as elected officials you know, we've got a fund. It's kind of like a business. We've got to be able to fund everything we've got, but nobody wants to raise taxes to be able to do it. So if you don't have most of us small counties, I mean, we're lucky right now that we've got the sales tax growth helping us. But if we didn't have that, we'd have to you either got to cut services or raise taxes. I mean, there's really no. And when you look through a budget, I mean, the sheriff's department is about half our budget for the jail and the sheriff's department. I mean, that's the only real place that in ambulance service. I mean, like my department and the clerk and the trustee and the register of deeds. I mean, basically all we've got salaries and some money for communications. I mean, you really, you could maybe cut $500 per department, but you know, you can't cut enough to make a difference in the sheriff's department. I mean, we don't want to cut the number of deputies. We can't do that anyway, unless the sheriff agreed to that right? because we've got a maintenance effort with that. So it's really hard to be able to cut. Whenever you ever have a revenue uh, issue, first thing to do, people start saying cut. Well, you can't, you know, you have the maintenance of effort that you have to maintain and uh, it makes it very difficult. And there's six areas uh, in county government that have maintenance of effort. And one you just mentioned was the sheriff's office. The part it's an, and it's a personnel maintenance of effort. So you, the county commission cannot reduce uh, the amount of uh, compensation to the employees from the previous year to the next year. Another area is uh, of course schools funding schools. And what you got to do is fund the same amount of money or budget the same amount of local money as you did last year for this next year. Uh, then you get in the highway department, same thing. And, and that doesn't, uh, only mineral service tax applies to White County. You get the highway department in Overton County. It, it's another um, maintenance of effort as far as giving them local money. We're talking about local taxes and we'll talk about maintenance of effort. Uh, and so we, people understand there are restrictions and cuts and budgets. Uh, I'm Ben Rogers with Overton County Executive Ben Danner and White County Executive Denny Wayne Robinson. We look at the needs of their counties for the fiscal year 2019-2020 budget. As in most counties, the demand for services are increasing. I am joined today by Ben Danner, Overton County Executive, and Denny Wayne Robinson, White County Executive, to discuss the adoption of their fiscal year 2019-2020 budgets. This is trending. We're talking about services increasing, and they are in counties across Tennessee. The funding obviously has to increase for those services Unfortunately, for your two counties, you were able to keep the tax levy the same as last year, so you're not increasing property taxes. You've seen an increase in sales tax. What some counties like to do when they see a need for a service uh, to improve, they try to venture into seeing what they can cut out as well. We've talked about mates of effort and, and hit on a couple of those. Mates of effort is a state law, and, a, and, and cons- it basically says you have to provide funding for one thing, uh, minimum as you did last year, and, and we've mentioned sheriff's office, highway uh, department, schools, a couple of others that people may not be aware. Assessor property has a maintenance of effort requirement, and what that says is uh, there should be one employee or one person in that office per forty five hundred parcels. So that that's something where that's a personnel decision, and and you try to help the assessor to make sure the assessor's office has enough personnel to do the the job of that office. 
you get into election office, they have made some effort. You have to budget the same amount of expenditures as you did for them last year in comparable years. Obviously, election year is going to be higher. Uh, so comparable years, election year, non-election year. And then libraries as well. Libraries. And, and libraries is actually, is, of course, it's a good service. And um, one of the first times I actually ever uh, talked to to Ben was at a library board meeting in Oregon County a few years ago when you were on the Several commission. Ago, yeah. And one of those things was funding. And so, tell, Ben, what what have you seen as a maintenance of effort issue for the libraries in Overton County? Well, of course, you know, Dean Wayne's talking about the insurance. I mean, when I got elected, they dropped the amount of insurance the county is paying. And I'm sure White County was in the same situation Overton County was. We had some of the smaller counties around us that were paying a lot more pay. They were paying more per hour, but they weren't offering insurance before the Obamacare came in. Mm-hmm. So we were behind on pay already, but we were offering insurance, but the county had cut back the amount we paid. So when everybody had to have it, we were behind everybody because of the, the pay. So, you know, we've tried to increase the insurance every year. We've got it now where a single employee doesn't have to pay anything for their insurance. And uh, But, you know, as we go along with that, it makes the all the departments budget a little bigger. And the library, I mean, of course, the library board, they can bring suggestions up. And uh, every department... You know, it's hard. I mean, every department asks for a lot sometimes. I mean, it's not that we're not for that department or we don't want to help that department out, but if we give every department everything they wanted, we'd have to raise taxes every year. I mean, and that's where, you know, people don't understand. I mean, they say, well, you know, you don't want to help the library out or you don't want to help out, you know, the sheriff's department. It's not that case, but if we gave every department just, you know, just told them, hey, just whatever budget you want, we'll give you, we'd be in trouble every year. Absolutely. Now, now, one thing that saved us, and our sheriff, John Garrett, has been really good. He does not spend everything in his budget. He's spending about 70% of his budget. Now, if we had a sheriff that came in and spent the whole budget and we didn't have any of that going back in the general fund, we'd be really in trouble. Of course, we've got to a point where our budgets, you know, if everybody spent everything, we're in a deficit. And it's hard to cut it back. Now, we've been in that for 15 years now and we can't really cut the jail and the sheriff. Of course we built a bigger jail and we've tried to help that out. But, um, but it's really hard with the maintenance effort. That's like the school. We can't really project this extra sales tax. Cause if we do, I mean, we'll have to come up with that money somewhere else. A few years ago, before I took office, the administration projected a big sales tax and it didn't come. So we had to do an adjustment of about a hundred thousand dollars and give the school a hundred thousand extra dollars. I mean, not that we're not for helping them, but we are for helping them. But that's a you know hard to come up with in our size county. And the only way you can lower that funding for the school system based on maintenance of effort is if the average daily membership of students drops. So if that average daily membership or average daily attendance uh, of students for the county decreases over the year or a couple of years, you can lower the the required local match of funding for a school system. If it does not, you're going to budget at least the same amount of local revenue as you did last year. Uh, and, of course, school systems, are, they're asking for more uh, well, that's, funding as well. You know, that's really hard because in the past, before I was county executive, the county was not giving the school the growth on the tax penny. If the tax penny went up, they dropped the number of pennies they gave the school, but it's still the same amount of money. So for the past four years, we've had a growth on the penny, so I have gave them the growth every year. So now that's a hundred and something thousand every year. I mean, everything in the county goes up, everything the school's got goes up. And uh, we've tried to help them with that. And, uh, you know, that's where I think we got behind not giving them the growth. But but talking about the – and some of the commission has brought that up to me about the number of students. 
And, you know, the BEP says you've got to have a certain number of teachers. But the problem with that is, like Hillham, my kids go to Hillham School, and we've got a teacher in there with 19 kids. If another kid comes in from another county and moves here and they have 20 at certain grade, they have to get another teacher in there. And they have to split that class and hire one more teacher. Well, the BEP number says we only need one teacher, but the state says we've got to have two for the minimum numbers. So sometimes people look at it, and the commissions looked at that too and said, well, they've got more teachers than the BEP shows they should have. Well, they may have on paper, but they don't in the classroom because that's what you got to have. So, you know, it's hard to cut it for the number of students, and I, I've been against that. We've not cut anything to the school. We've tried to help them. Now, they've got a building program they're trying to do right now, and we're going to have to probably cut some of it back because it's a little more than what we can pay right now. But uh, This is Trending, discussing the fiscal year 1920 budgets with Ben Danner and Denny Wayne Robinson. I'm Ben Rogers. School systems are looking, or they're growing, and they're looking for more schools. And you, you had mentioned Oregon County's got a building plan. White County, is there, is there a need for additional school in White County right now? We're building a, another elementary school right now, and that should uh, pretty much take care of us for the next next. How many years. students uh, will that elementary school hold? Uh, it'll probably do around five hundred. Okay. Ben, and so Overton County, have they discussed building a new school in the near future? Yeah, there are several different discussions. You know, about 20 years ago, the county consolidated a bunch of these little small schools out in different areas and consolidated down. The problem is we don't have a whole lot more kids than we had then. We got less schools and less classrooms. And we had all those small schools that held a couple hundred kids, you know, that kind of kept these bigger schools from being overcrowded. And so when the county closed all them to save money, it, it put more people into those schools we had, like Rickman. You know, that's where all the growth we've got in the county is. I mean, we've got lots of people moving there, working in Putnam County, White County, different places, because our tax rate's lower than Putnam County's, and they're, it's the cost of living's lower there. And uh, the school is really overcrowded at Rickman. And we've talked about, of course, there was a high school there, and they closed it, and that was a really bad the the Overton County Annex building we're in now got painted blue because someone spray painted some bad words on the side of it after they closed the high school down. You know, we talked they talked about building a new high school or building a a junior high. If you know, and uh, you know, one problem we've got, of course, logistics of the county. We've got we've got Wilson School up hanging limb, so all those students go to Putnam County when they go to high school because it's right there by Monterey. And, you know, we, we can't figure that in because we couldn't bus those kids all the way to Livingston if we had a, you know, a fifth through eighth grade. But I see the school's point. They brought up making all the schools, elementary schools, a K through four. You know, these small schools we got would never be overcrowded again if they were all K through fours or K through fives. But then we got to build a really big junior high somewhere. And, you know, in the past we talked about building a new high school and it's going to be 40-something million dollars. I mean, there's no way – you know, we can pay the payments on $40 million. Yeah, if you build a middle school that's grades 5 through 8 and you have a high school that's grades 9 through 12, you better build a high school that, that's equal amount of students, capacity, student capacity that the middle school is because you gotta if you have 800 uh, capacity for students in middle school, you better at least have 800 in the high school because they're gradual, they're moving on. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the school you're building, elementary school building uh, – in White County, anyway, what grades is that for? That'll be a K through uh, 
five. What's the price tag right that, that they're looking at paying for that? Uh, we're around thirty million. Thirty million, mm-hmm. and that's that's about normal these days with uh, construction costs going up. Uh, I know uh, other counties are looking at K through fours to be about a twenty million, twenty five million cost. And that is a cost the county has to fund. And mm-hmm. the county commission has to approve that funding because they're going to do some kind of debt resolution and, and more likely issue bonds. Mm-hmm. And that has to go through the county commission. So is that going to affect any kind of tax rate? Or are you all going to be able to fund that through another avenue, that new debt? Well, we plan for this. And so we it won't affect our uh, tax rate. Our, our debt service and stuff is going to be able to handle it. And that's great. And that's mm-hmm. the idea of, of moving forward with your mm-hmm. county is, is hoping you have enough capacity and debt service to build a school or to add on to a jail or to build a county administrative building, which we'll, we'll discuss with, with Ben later on as they're doing now or getting ready to do. Uh, school systems, a big part of what the county does in, in providing education for students, um, helping them with the future. And that's, it's, it's a cost. It's a service the county provides. And some counties are very good at it in planning, and some counties are behind. Uh, we, <clears throat> the local match uh, for BEP, the basic education program, uh, is what's required by the state the county does with funding. So that's going to be your property tax revenue and your sales tax revenue. And fortunately right now, y'all are doing well with your local match and not having to look to increase that funding. Trending today, the challenge in meeting the demands for services in White and Overton counties. We continue the budget discussion with Denny, Rain, with Denny Wayne Robinson and Ben Danner when we come back. How does the process work? The challenges in meeting the needs of the county. Trending today is Overton and White counties. This is Ben Rogers with White County Executive Denny Wayne Robinson and Overton County Executive Ben Danner. The process uh, we've been talking about so far and funding structure, we've mentioned property tax, sales tax, and Certain a lot of people don't know exactly what funds budgets and the funding structure in White County, Dean Wayne. Tell us how how does that funding structure work for your funds in White County? Well, when I'm trying to explain to people, basically, I, I tell them we've got three checkbooks. We have got uh, the education fund, we've got the highway fund, and everything else falls under county general. And when the county commission appropriates the funding for each one of these, basically checkbooks. At that point, all that money is separate. You can't spend money out of one checkbook for education to fund something in the highway department or vice versa. It's all separated money. And I run that sometimes with the uh, – we talked earlier about the wheel tax. The uh, wheel tax, uh, we have employees that work in all three departments. And we can't pay for health insurance for somebody that works for the school system out of the county general. Right. So that money has to be divided up. Uh, into some of the wealth tax money goes into the education system, but it pays for the health insurance of the people that work in the education system. Same way with the highway department and such so forth. So when this money is is distributed out, it's a lot of times it, it gets confusing. They'll say, "Hey, well, this money's funding this or that or whatever." Well, no, we 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 keep track of all this stuff. We know how everything works. So many times I've received phone calls from um, counties that say, "Well, and their their general fund is really the one they're calling about maybe." lacking funding and they'll say well the schools have so much money sitting mm-hmm. in their 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 bank account as cash can we get some of that the answer is always no, no. <laughs> it's always no. no and the same thing with the highway department and i had a call the other day from a neighboring county that's having a funding problem looking at raising property taxes and it was just from the school system and they were concerned that the county was going to come and get some of the money i said well you're good you have no concern there. So I'm glad you mentioned that. There's separate checkbooks for these funds, and, and they are completely separate. Um, part of those services that 
we provide as counties, uh, a lot of that exists in the jail, in the sheriff's office. Ben, what, what, in your jail in Overton County, how many beds are y'all certified to house prisoners? 144. And right now we've got 141. Uh, most time we run about 160 to 180. Um, right now we've got a pod that's being redone and we're having to move people around. So, uh, of course we built our jail in 1999 and, um, right before I went on a County commission, but uh, the County built the jail right beside a working sawmill. So any County out there that's looking at building a jail, if you're going to build one, do not build next to a sawmill. We've had more maintenance issues in the county. I was able to purchase the property when the owner of the sawmill passed away and his family sold it to us. I mean, every air conditioning unit, of course, it's sucking sawdust up in it, and we've had maintenance issues terrible. And we put all new units on the jail, and we bought that property for future expansion. We bought six acres joining the jail. But we had the, you know, the armory, the the state built a new armory out on 111 and give the county that one on the bypass. And so the county commission at the time decided to try to use that old armory and turn it into a jail and build on new which is also if you can build from scratch you're better off than trying to tie on an old building and i think we ended up spending more and we've had a lot of maintenance issues because part of the building's old and part of it's new so um, you know we talked about when i first got on the commission we talked about a regional jail um you know it, with some of the smaller counties around which you know we're housing inmates from a lot of the counties now, but the public, of course, some people said, "Oh, we don't want state prisoners in there." Well, I mean, all of us that's got a jail are housing state prisoners. Yeah, I mean, but when everybody talks about it in the newspaper, it's like, "Oh, they're bringing all these killers in and everything," and people think it's going to be terrible. I mean, all of us are housing that anyway, but it's really hard for several counties to go together and try to figure out who's going to pay what uh, with the jail. But I mean, we're better shape now because the jail's paid off, but we've got a lot of maintenance issues we've been working on. We've we spent a million and a half dollars since I've been in the office fixing air conditioning units and fixing locks and cameras. And we got a energy grant and changed all the lights out to LED, which has saved us quite a bit and uh, changed the boilers out to tankless heaters. But, uh, you know, I, I don't really want to think about it right now, but in the near future, I mean, we're going to have to look at doing something with the jail and, you know, when they built it and there's no parking and the sheriff's department, they parking around back and the trucks all come in around back and there's no room. And to get to the sheriff's office, you got to go around a little alley back in the back, and it's just a terrible design, I think. But but we got this sawmill property, and we can expand and make parking lot out there because when they have court, it's it's terrible. And we you know we're using we've got two courtrooms in that new jail, and we've got one courtroom at the old courthouse on the square we still use, and we, that's where we have our county commissions at meetings at too. And I don't want to quit using the old courthouse, and I'm glad they still use it for court, but. General Sessions has quit using it. I mean, it's hard to secure these old courthouses. I mean, it's just terrible about secure security. And now we do have an elevator. I know some of the counties that's got an old courthouse like we've got that's built in the 1800s uh, don't have elevators in them. I know Piggy County don't, and they started they moved their right. court somewhere else. But, I mean, I want to keep using the courthouse on the square. I mean, I feel like when you quit using that, it kind of kills the square. Right. So we're building a new county services building. There's a room big enough to have our county court meetings in it. But I'm not going to have the county court meetings as long as I'm in there. We're going to use the old courthouse. But one thing that worries me, we built it big enough to have them. In the future, somebody may decide, hey, we're going to start using it. In the past 16, 17 years I've been involved in it, we had one court meeting over at the new jail in that courtroom, and it just it just didn't feel right to me. So right. I mean, the old courthouse where we've always 
used. I, I like using it. He touched on uh, state inmates. And, sure. And, and uh, that's, that's a good point. The uh, perception, a lot of the public perception is that you're busting uh, inmates in from other places in here. Uh, White County has right now probably around 30 state inmates. It varies from day to day. But they're local local people. These are people that's been sentenced through our court system and now are in custody of the state, but there's nowhere to put them. Right. So uh, that's. A, I just wanted to clear up that perception that we're not. We don't have busloads of prisoners coming into the, our counties. Now some do. You can you can do that. It is a revenue stream. But ones that we have locally here are our people that just we haven't found a bed for them. Sure. You know, we're talking about the prisoners. I mean, we've got you know prisoners from Piggott, Clay, Jackson, Fentress, and all those counties are bringing them up to our county. One thing about the jail, of course, it's good to have state inmates that the, you know we're getting revenue, and these other counties are paying us. But a lot of the problem, a lot of the jails we're having, is we've got a whole lot of county inmates. Of course, we don't get paid anything for those, but we've got a lot of opioid problems. Used to in the past, we had, and everybody's heard of that, the drunk tank where people were drunk and they put them in there to sober out. Well, now, I mean, when they're on opioids and they come in and they've got, then they have medical problems when they try to come off that and we've got a lot of medical costs associated with that and we've got the majority of the people in our jail that have some kind of prescription drug problem and that's a really costly of course if we've got a state inmate you know the first thousand dollars we've got to pay of their medical right and you know i brought up to our legislators in the past private prisons in nashville are getting paid three times what these counties are and they contract with them and pay them that and we very seldom get any increase in the I mean, I'm appreciative of all the increases we get from the state in some areas, but the prisoner board is not one of them. I mean, because it's costing us a lot more per day to house those people. And then if we have a medical problem, we've done lost that much. But uh, You have 144 beds, and right now you're at 141 inmates, but you normally keep 160. 160 to 180 sometimes. Is there a discussion of expanding the, the jail? Well, we you know, we talked about the work crew building a different building for the work crew because a big problem we've got, of course, we've got inmates, most counties do, at the solid waste site helping unload trash. But the problem we've got, people bring stuff and it gets snuck into the jail through the solid waste site. If we had some plot and then it gets circulated through the population of all the other prisoners, if we had a workhouse where the inmates that are on work crews never were in the main population with the rest of the jail, I think it'd be really good. Me and the sheriff have talked about that. Talked about doing away with the work crew, period. I mean, we, we've got a, the sheriff's over a state road crew that picks up trash. I'm over a county road crew. Uh, you know, we could use 20 more crews. I mean, we're picking up a ton of trash a day and we can't even catch up. We'll do Highway 42 is the longest county road to county owns. It's eight miles. Takes us two days to pick it up. And by the time we get to the end of it, it's already trashed at the other end. And we've done things trying to run ads about people not throwing out trash. I just, I don't understand the people's, idea of throwing trash out and making the county look terrible but if we didn't have them inmate crews i mean it'd really look bad because really we wouldn't bad. have any way to pick it up but you know the the problem there it's not as bad about sneaking things in as it is a solid waste site because people we've had people put stuff in a trash bag and then they get it out of it and sneak it in the jail somehow and uh, i mean it's just a really bad problem trying to keep things and people want to bring them money and food and stuff and they you know can't do that but everybody wants that service of being able to unload the trash for them. And, uh, but it's just hard to, you know, and we've got a mowing crew. I mean, we've got several different mowing crews and that helps too, to mow a lot of the community centers and, and things we've got. And that saves money, but it's just hard to, uh, and we've got a lot of good workers, you know, that's in the jail. I mean, a lot of the people's had a prescription drug problem and, you know, we've had some workforce discussions. We've had, a, we've tried to help a lot of them when they get out 
get a job somewhere, and it's really hard for them. The problem all our jails have got, they've got a cycle. These people go through this cycle, and they get in jail, and then they get cleaned up while they're in jail, and they get out, and they can't get a job, and they get back in that same routine. And we've helped some of them get jobs, and that keeps them out of the jail. I mean, to me, that's a success when we can keep one of them from coming back in the jail again. We could have an entire show on that cycle in the jail and, and how that works. Absolutely. And speaking of an entire show, uh, next week, we'll how have you both back again to continue discussing what's going on in Watt and uh, Overton County. I appreciate you being here, Ben and Denny Wayne. Thank you for joining me today and keeping us informed on everything going on in your counties. I'm Ben Rogers, and this is Trending.